Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. It is a random question, question 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the men's room. Random, random, random. Hola. Hola. Taylor, what's happening, man? Welcome to the random question, question. Okay. Hey, it's a beautiful Seattle Monday. Let's do it. It is a Seattle Monday, that's for sure. All right, Taylor, let's go with this one. Uh, in your lifetime, what would you say was the worst or crappiest car that you have owned? What was the worst uh, one? Uh, so, I, I owned a uh, an Acura Integra, which I thought was super cool. Um, but one day, it just stopped running because I blew a hole in the engine. And so, I had to buy a random car off. Craigslist, and I uh, I bought a Ford Focus. Uh, it was stick. I, I'm talking like roll down windows. Uh, it had a tape deck in it, which Damn. I didn't own any tapes. You should have bought some. Yeah, um, but one day I parked at my buddy's place in Kent, uh, right above the Kent Meridian uh, football field, and when I came back. Let me merge. Sorry. Jerk. Uh, <laughs> when I got back the next day, someone had punched my window out. Like, the cop was waiting for me. He's like, are you Taylor? Like, yeah. He goes, someone broke into your car. They took everything. Um, took what? My tape deck? That's what I was going to say. Man, were they stealing cassettes? And they, <laughs> right. you know, like, they probably figured out they couldn't drive a stick. Like, if I'm a, if I'm a car thief, then... And I'll look in your window, and you have a whole bunch of cassettes on your... I, move my, on to the I'm next just going to assume that there's nothing valuable so, in that car. <laughs> nothing. You have cassettes. I did, I Sorry. Did have, so I had I have my work backpack, which, unfortunately, I had this journal. It was, like, leather-bound. It was really nice. And uh, I was writing stand-up. I had, like, almost 30 pages of, like, stand-up jokes in it. Um, Do you watch and, YouTube to uh, see if anyone is, like, saying your mm-hmm. jokes? You're the guy who stole oh, my I've car. Been, I've been watching. I'm waiting for someone to pull my jokes just so I can probably not do anything. But can be mad and do nothing about well, it. Obviously, your integrity didn't work out. But but overall, did the Fiesta was it a good car? Why you focus, had it? Focus, focus, whatever it was. 
Oh, no, that car was, so the window was broken, and uh, I had to put, a like, a garbage bag there. Ah, the and, old classic. Uh, Bless you. I remember my ex-girlfriend, we were still living together at the time, and we're driving next to each other, and I told her, I was like, I can't see you through the garbage bag, <laughs> and she goes, you're not going to see me ever again. I was like, oh, and I immediately hated that car, like, it, it ripped my heart out. Well, she did, but the car was a part Wait of it. Wait a minute. You know? She well, broke up with you? you? You don't want to be with someone who uh, is with you because of your car. Well, she obviously she wasn't because it's already Ford Focus. Right. Yeah. I don't so know, we know that's, uh, Yeah, I think the crappiest car I ever had was uh, a Volkswagen Golf GT. Yeah. Just yeah. based on the maintenance problems I had. I, I was younger, and I didn't realize how expensive it was to fix a German car. And the car was just one of those cars that wasn't the most reliable at that time. I think it's a much better car now. Sure. During the 80s, uh, the mid-80s, that wasn't the most reliable car on the road. So it seemed like every time something went wrong, it was way beyond my ability to repair it correctly. You just can't afford it. Taylor, how yeah. much did you spend on your Ford Focus? Uh, I think 3200 no, 2800 I remember I got, I got scammed out of it. The worst part is, so it was a lemon, but... Every car I've driven in my life has been what they would call a woman's car. And currently, I drive a Subaru Outback. So, of course, you know, I'm a lesbian. Sorry if I can't say that on the radio. You, you can say the word lesbian. It is, it is A-OK. -okay. Actually, I have a friend who is a bartender. She is not a lesbian. Okay? She's not a lesbian. But she drives a Subaru. And the guy that she is currently dating, so they'd been talking back and forth, I guess, for a decent amount of time. They clearly got along. She finally asked him out. And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So he <laughs> explained to her later. He goes, look, the reason, the reason I never asked you out, like, I thought you were cute. We get along really well. You're a very cool person. I just assumed you're a lesbian. Get to drive a Subaru. She's like, Jesus Christ, really? He goes, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the M.O., man. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have the I have the exact same beliefs as them. I mean, well, you know what? I I, I agree. I, interesting enough, I Super saw a good car. I saw a it map. Is, that's the thing. It is a good. And you know this bartender, by the way. I saw a yeah. map of the Subaru, uh. <laughs> of the Subaru United States, Ted, and it was very interesting. So the Subaru United States. What the hell is that? Uh, they're the states that have Subaru. Oh, 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 okay. I'm because guessing what? Vermont, new, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, Washington, West, West Virginia. That, really? That, that's it on the East Coast. Because I would the, not have guessed that. West the Virginia. mountainous and the snow. They're all four-wheel drive. I know. I just feel they like West well. Virginia, the attitude right, they have. Like Washington, Montana. Washington, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Oregon Colorado, and Utah. Those yeah. are the Subaru states. Where people go outdoors. So you're not I mean, gonna that's find, basically... It's very rare you're going to find one in Arizona. Or in, in, in Texas. Sure. Or in the southeast of the United States. Not that they don't exist, but these are the states where it's more of a prominent car than not. Where if you were to go to the East Coast, if you're in Maryland, you're going to see more Nissans than you've ever My seen God, in your Nissan life. Nissan and Honda. My mom drives a Nissan. Yeah, yeah, I drove them the entire time. I, I had Here's two my Sentras. question. I had a, what was it, a four? What the hell did I have? Xterra. Do, uh, does Subaru give you, like, two bumper stickers as soon as you buy the car? <laughs> I don't know no, that I've seen probably. a Subaru that does not have multiple bumper stickers. Mm -hmm. Telling you every aspect of their life. I've had some nice cars in my lifetime, but the, I'm telling you, still, one of the best ones was I had a uh, 90 Geo Prism. You love that thing. That thing was just a tank. It was a stick shift. It did not have a lot of bells and whistles for the car it's to It's like a wrong. teeny tiny tank. But, I mean, it, it got great yeah, gas mileage. Little tank. Yeah. It never had any problems. It was made sure. by Toyota for... Uh, 
Geo had a couple of subcontractors. Yeah, 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 so they, yeah. they made them here in the United States, but they were typically, they, they were Toyota engineered. So it was the same as a Corolla back then. So the car right. was just a machine. It just kept on driving and driving and driving. I sold it to a kid for $2,000. And that kid was 16 years old. All right. And the last news I heard was he went to grad school. And still had that Driving thing. that car. Yeah. And getting ass left and right. Swear to God, 2000 bucks. Yeah. He was a neighborhood kid. I was like, I was getting a new car anyway. He's like, man, this is a reliable car. Take it. Yeah, he drove it all the way into grad school. I don't know if he had it the entire way through grad school. But, I mean, that car lasted him another six years, which was impressive. It's funny. Somebody here says, come on, man. My wife and I drive a Subaru. Okay. The next text that comes in, my daughter and her wife both drive Subarus. Well, and they're it, a popular car here for a reason. And then somebody said, in Alaska, back in the day, Subaru was called the Alaskan Cadillac. Yeah, that makes Look, sense. Four-wheel drive. Right. It's got all the stuff. It's got a, it sits high, so mm-hmm. you know you can avoid all that. Other yeah, reason we asked, say, that's something, too. Like, some of those Subarus, it's like having an SUV, but it's not... Like, as tall or big. It is. And you know, and the one thing, they're incredibly safe cars. The only problem that I have with a Subaru is the driving position that you're in in the car. So the car sits a little bit lower, but the door frame is so much higher where the window sits. So for me... Is it a pain to get in and out of them? I don't... It's not too bad. It's just the visibility line on it. It's it's, it's weird for me because you're sitting lower than not. And then the doors are... I mean, that that thing's a tank, man. It's high up safety for a reason. I just can't see out the damn windows very well. Uh, somebody here says the coexist stickers come free with Subarus. Oh, okay. And here you go. <laughs> Reese, we asked That's what was good. the uh, the worst or crappiest car that you have owned. They say avoid these 10 cars likely to break down after 100,000 miles. I will say, at the age of 55, hearing that, I understand cars have improved. But I want to say in the 80s, 70s, and my dad's buying cars and all this, it was like the 30,000-mile warranty. Yep. You know, well, look, maybe man. I remember he was all excited one time and he's like talking to my mother. Always calls her chick. Hey, chick, look at this. 50,000 mile warranty. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you're like, wow. Now they're saying, yeah, 100,000 miles. And, and somebody got 100,000 miles in their car. You're like, look. It was amazing. That is amazing. But you, you would never, unless you're a kid with a first time car and someone gives that to you or you spend a couple hundred dollars, you knew it did not have long to last. Yeah. So there were certain cars. Yeah, you guys, that's true. Yeah. 100,000 miles was the, I'm buying this for my kid who right. just turned 60. 200, 300,000 miles. You heard those stories very rarely. Typically, they were diesel, uh, diesel Volkswagens. Uh, you know, like anything with a diesel engine just seemed sure. you know, to, to, to last a little bit longer. But these are 10 cars. So if you have one of these cars. And they're just saying know, buying them new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll start with the Nissan Altima. Is anyone shocked? Starting MSRP, $24,300. One thing that I've noticed about any Nissan Altima on the road, it does not exist and drive without uh, uh, obvious body damage. <laughs> uh, I'm being dead serious. Uh, whether it's just uh, an impact point someplace, where, right. whether they got hit, whether they ran into something, uh, notice the Altima's on the road, and you will see that uh, maybe their body shop at the Nissan department is very backed up. But either way, they I say... I always look at too when you're on I-5, and it's like, you're just getting cut off by some dude going way too fast. And it's like it's days and dents all mm-hmm. in that car. Yeah. It's like I wonder not, how that happened. Right, like you're not a good driver. Yeah. It's known for its uh, midsize sedan for its reliable performance, comfortable interior, advanced safety features. However, uh, I guess the transmission has some problems and uh, prematurely fails a lot. Uh, frequently occurring shortly after reaching the 100,000 mile mark. So you will get there. Uh, this issue, they say, can be uh, expensive as far as repairs. Next up, on the 10 cars likely to break down after 100,000 miles, we have the BMW 3 Series, starting MSRP 41250 
Uh, it's a luxurious compact car, as you know, celebrated for its uh, sportiness, the driving dynamics, the upscale interior, and innovative technology features. Unfortunately, these cars are high in maintenance costs, sure, with a significant sure. number of them necessitating engine or electrical repairs around or shortly after reaching 100,000 miles. So well, more of the uh, and don't forget that that's a you know that's a German made car. So if right. it's anything like my Volkswagen, finding parts for those things when they go bad could prove to mm-hmm. be an issue. Which is uh-huh. crazy because you would think like German manufactured automobiles are not prevalent everywhere right. in this yeah. country. Right now we have the Land Rover Discovery. Oh, that's all I hear right. about those MSRP fifty five thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Not just the Discovery, but I have a friend back east who's a mechanic. And at one point, my wife and I were kicking around looking at Land Rovers, and he said, "Man, they're beautiful cars. Just don't." Yeah. He said, "Why?" He goes, "I'm it, a mechanic. I'm telling you, don't." That's what they say. It's good looking car. Uh, garnered a reputation for encountering problems related to air suspension, electronic problems. Premature transmission failure and a bunch more. So that's a lot of money to pay for a car that's uh, not going to last longer than 100,000 miles. Then we have the Fiat 500, the little compact stylish city car. Yeah, come on. Known for its European charm and nimble maneuverability. Uh, Adorable yet diminutive. This car frequently experiences engine problems, oil leaks. Also, the limited space within the engine compartment contributes to the steep cost of repairs. And the car gets hot and oftentimes, even as a small car, it overheats. Next up on the list of uh, the 10 cars that uh, break down after 100,000 miles, we have the Jeep Wrangler starting uh, MSRP $29,995. This is the iconic off-road SUV mm-hmm. recognized for its cool design, exceptional uh, capabilities in tackling various terrains. Uh, while it offers an enjoyable off-road experience, it is susceptible to rust as well as steering and suspension problems that necessitate repair work. I've always heard that about Jeeps. I told you this. I got that Rubicon in uh, Palm Springs as a rental because that's what they had. I said, all right, four-door, I'll take it. I have never experienced a death wobble before in my life. Just driving. And it just comes out of nowhere. And the next thing you know, that car is shaking like crazy, and there's no way you can stop it. That that Rubicon had 23,000 miles on it. That's it. It did not matter sometimes if you're going 60 or if you're going 35. It just do the death wobble. It starts doing this death wobble. And I mean, it freaked me the hell out. By the time I got from point A to point B, I'm pitting. My shoulders are tight. I'm like, I'm going to die in this damn thing. Like, it, it scared the living hell out of me. Yeah, I had no idea. I never. I, I apparently that's very common. I just never driven a Jeep before. It shouldn't be were, so common that that's just a statement you make about a car. All I can tell you is this: out of all the cars on the road, this should be the one car where you are not able to take the doors off. <laughs> right. I mean, that's serious. I mean, it is kind of awesome riding around a Jeep with no doors, though. It is, but knowing what I know now, right? This is the wrong car to do that. Next up on the list of uh, cars that don't do well after 100,000 miles, or right up to it, the Ford Fiesta. MSRP, $15,490, the cheapest one, but it is a compact car. Uh, it's agile, got great fuel efficiency, making it a popular choice. Sure. Uh, it's an economical subcompact uh, car, but it holds a track record of encountering transmission problems and multiple electri- electrical issues. So they say maybe one to avoid, but at fifteen thousand dollars, it's fifteen grand. It's still a good deal. And that's deal. a new car, yeah. Next up, the Chrysler two hundred, starting MSRP twenty two thousand two hundred and twenty dollars. So this is one down from the three hundred, which, which was know, a cool looking car. Uh, that's a that's a that's a big one. This is the midsize sedan, known for its uh, sleek design and comfortable interior, uh, offering a blend of style and practicality. But the Chrysler two hundred has a notable uh, notable uh, frequency of engine. 
transmission, electrical repairs, Jesus. requiring a relatively low uh, mileage level as far as the lifetime of the car. Next up is the Volkswagen Tiguan. That's the uh, midsize SUV, I believe. It's a good-looking ride, I think. It's, it's, it's a, little a little bit, bit bigger, bigger, right? Yeah. 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 Attractive choice for those uh, seeking a blend of aesthetics and comfort in their vehicle. However, it has gained a reputation for facing costly transmission issues, yes. often emerging shortly after crossing the 100,000-mile threshold. Next up, the Mini Cooper. Celebrated for its compact and distinctive design, the Cooper is popular for people who like to stand out with a unique car. However, it's plagued by persistent concerns involving oil leaks, turbo failures, as well as suspension and electrical problems. Mm -hmm. Either way. And one more. <laughs> the final car that uh, starts uh, doing some stuff after 100,000 miles, the most expensive of the choices, that would be the Tesla Model S. Starting yeah. MSRP, $81,190. And they got more than just what they're saying here. Uh, according to uh, the people who uh, have studied the cars, uh, the Tesla Model S, renowned for its impressive uh, acceleration, cutting-edge technology, also demands a substantial investment for battery pack replacement, which often occurs after or around shortly the 100,000-mile mark. Okay. That's what I've heard. They do have great acceleration, but that's because it's an electric vehicle. Yeah. It just goes. Uh, by the way, as far as, do you know the first car company to offer the 100,000-mile warranty? Oh, uh, the 100, the first company. So think about it like this. They they are now a very respected uh, car brand. Hyundai. They, Hyundai. Yeah. Hyundai. So Hyundai. They came to the cheap. A lot of people were apprehensive to buy it when they first kind of launched there. And they said, look, you can love this car, not love this car. What we're telling you is, on average, our warranty is twice as long as any other vehicle out there. Mm -hmm. random, a lot of people buy random, 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 Hello, random, Justin. Random, Welcome to the men's room. Random, random, Hola, gentlemen. Hola. Hola. Justin, welcome to the program. Ran a question, question. All right, let's talk about bad Justin. Uh, what would you say is your worst habit, your bad habit that you have? Uh, well, I just quit smoking uh, two years ago, so now it's biting fingernails. Now it's biting. How long? Uh, how long did you smoke? Uh, let's see. Here. I started when I was about sixteen, and I quit when I was thirty. All right, and have, well, you, have you found that you've started biting your nails more since you stopped smoking? Like it's an oral fixation thing. Yeah, it definitely is more of the oral fixation thing, because when, when I initially quit smoking, I went from smoking to vaping. And then I was like, oh, cool, I can just control my, my nicotine and slowly go down. I controlled my nicotine, but I never really went down. I yeah. just kept doing more and more and more and more. Yeah, it's kind of like the morphine then, drip at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except for doing fun, fun play flavors and big old clouds. But yeah, so I basically swapped out with that. I also noticed that I ate a little bit more because of the oral fixation thing. Mm -hmm, sure. And yeah, so if I look, I mean, like, well, if I look, smoking wasn't too bad. If I look at your nails, do you chew them or do you bite them and pull them off? In other words, does it look to me like you have four nails that are clipped the appropriate size, and then the others are not, or do you do you take care of both hands by by chewing on your nails? Uh, both both hands, and it's more of like the bite the corner and then do the nice slow peel off. All right. No need for a nail clipper. No. If you, you could just get you your feet your to reach your mouth, you could save money. Reese asks, what is your bad habit? A review of dozens of published studies into the mechanisms behind neurological diseases. It's collected strong evidence that 
People who frequently pick their nose are at a higher risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. The report compiled okay. and written by researchers at Western Sydney University was published in a journal of uh, medicine. Uh, neuroinflammation in Alzheimer's parents uh, diseases might be partially caused by viral, bacterial, and fungal pathogens that enter the brain through the nose and the olfactory system. Chronic nose picking, uh, medically known as rhinotilexomania. Well, just call it nose picking. Yeah, introduces germs into the sensitive nasal cavity that causes inflammation in the brain, which has been linked to the onset of Alzheimer's disease. Huh. Stop picking your nose and eating it. How much is too much? <laughs> well, if you got one up in there, then you gotta get out, man. You gotta get out. You know don't I mean? you go into the shower and blow your nose? And, uh, Ted, you said you always pee in the bathtub I, or yeah. shower. I don't do that, but I always go in there and just blow everything out of my head. Yeah, Burris was the same way. You could always tell when he was getting the shower. It's, it's just, not rocking. Yeah, but I, I'm with Mike. I mean, unless I could feel. What, sometimes you just have one. You know, you got to get out of there. Yeah, but I feel like other than kids, most adults don't just randomly pick their nose. Most don't. We had a guy years ago. We were just talking about people that eat boogers, and especially adults, because it's that just blows my mind. But the guy he texted him, he's a little salty about it. it. Was just like, "What's the big deal about eating boogers?" It's like I, I don't know if it's a big deal or not. It just seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. You know, don't carry do on, brother. Do what you got to do. Right, it's trying to get out of your body. Yes. More of the random question. Question coming up. Two zero six eight zero three. Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Your guess is as good as mine. Cut out the categories, the best Super Bowl teams of all times, and the 10 best foods that you can enjoy at a Super Bowl party. We'll do what your guess is as good as mine coming up after emails and our random question. Question 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Pam. Welcome to the men's room. Random, Hola. Random. Hola. 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 How are you, Pam? Random, 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 uh, well, I'm the one with the broken collarbone and the COVID, so, yeah. I you hanging in there? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Make sure you take that poop juice, man, if they got you on those meds. Can't get all backed yeah. up on that 
Okay. Are you taking no, the poop juice? I, I, I took the meds and they made me puke violently, so I don't know if he's coming out one or the other. That sounds horrible. Okay. And there's nothing you can do about a collarbone. You just got to sit there and let her heal up on its own. Yeah. All right, uh, Pam, let's go with this one. Whose mess did you have to clean up? Whose mess did you have to clean up? I had three children and a Two ex-husbands, all of them. Who was worse to clean up after? My ex-husband. Yep, I can believe it. What was his problem? He was a functioning alcoholic, and every day I had to gather up all the beer cans everywhere. So he just left them laying around wherever he was? Yes, (laughs) because he did nothing. I had to do everything. If I sat down, he kicked the crap out of me. Wow. I hope. uh, How long were you with this aristocrat? Fortunately, 14 years. Wow. Okay. But when he kicked me in the head for too much turkey on a sandwich, I had enough. That is, uh, that, that, that seems a little excessive. I, I'm just uh, a little for, bit from I, the sounds I, I, of it. I forgive him. I forgive him. I'm not carrying around hate for the rest of my life. Okay. Sure. I yeah. get it. Yeah. And you also had three kids, so there's poop, there's blood, there's vomit, there's pus on occasion. Yes. What was the worst yes. of it for you? Um... <laughs> Having to clean up the dead animals that they'd collect and they, yeah. Wait, they would collect dead animals and put them somewhere? We lived on five acres and every animal they'd find, they'd bring it up to the house. Well, they didn't always make it. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. Well, Ted, uh, the weekend promo, uh, you were talking about, uh, we brought it up uh, Friday on the show. You were saying that you went to a party and uh, got involved in a food fight uh, at some place that you really didn't know anybody. Yeah. Made a huge mess and they came down and yelled at you and then you guys just took off. Yeah, it wasn't our house. Yeah, it was Josh's house. He was mm-hmm. like, I'll clean up. So we yep. were like, all right, it's only about, I mean, York from Baltimore without traffic is only like, what, hour and 15? Yeah, baby. Yep. So we were like, screw it. Let's just drive home. I always get more annoyed when you have to clean up after adults, right? Kids, you know what you're getting into. You recognize they wear diapers for a reason, right? So you just get used to it. Your kid throws up on you. Although my daughter would puke up her milk in my beard. That was pretty gross. Uh, the blood, all the stuff, and none of that bothers me. But sometimes, not that anyone comes to work anymore here, but when they did, our kitchen sink. Like, everyone here is an adult, right? Everyone right. here is a job. And it's just, I know maybe you don't feel like rinsing out your coffee cup, but when 15 of them are piled in the sink and all the food, and there's a sign over the sink that says, we don't have a garbage disposal. Just yeah, put your food also, also, into compost, like, and they still wouldn't do it. They try to cram it also, down, and I'm like, man, I re- you are adult. There is no reason for this. I realize it's a stock kitchen, meaning it has utensils, plates, and all those things from an environmental aspect. But your coffee cup, it, it work is yours, right? Generally. Correct. I mean, you use the same one all the time. I do. I so do. I, I, I just try to, to rinse it out and wash it out every time I'm done using it. It I, takes 30 and seconds. And I bring it back to my desk. Yeah. It just seems like a personal item in a, you know. I, look, I've said for years, nobody's going to accuse me of being OCD with cleanliness. But when you're shared spaces, whether it's an apartment, you're sharing, like, you got to keep the living room clean because mm-hmm. everybody uses it. And at work, like, you got to keep that sink clean. And the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, like, mm-hmm. that's all, man. Stop dumping your food came in there. Uh, speaking of messes, came in here uh, today talking to uh, Veggie Dog. Oh, uh, God. And he, he, he's on Instagram, and he puts up uh, pictures of his new puppy who is growing like a weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry's getting bigger. He says he's like up to 40 pounds now. But he said the other night over the weekend, he woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and heard Henry whimpering. Now, uh, just understand, he's still at the crate years of his life. Yeah. So he's in a big metal crate. And uh, VD said he walked into the living room and smelled something. But he, he looked around like everything was fine. But the dog obviously needed to be taken out. He figured the dog 
probably farted or whatever, but he needs to go. So he took him outside, and that dog did lay it down and whatever. But he gets back up into his place, and the smell's still there, and it's it, it's pretty bad. And he realized that the dog must have either slipped on a fart or projectiled out the back of the cage because behind the cage, <laughs> he had shot it out yeah. all over the back of the wall. Yeah. So he said, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, he spends a half an hour cleaning he this. He chemicals and a scrub brush. to get. And again, he's like, this is 3 o'clock in the morning, man. And he mm-hmm. said, there's just this clear as day dribble for where the dog sprayed it and where it ran down the wall. Yep. Reese, we asked whose mess did you have to clean up while taking an Uber home to his, as they say, $655,000 townhouse. A Florida man exposed his genitals and pleasured himself to completion, forcing the driver to clean up the mess left behind no. by his front seat, passenger seat. That's already weird. And if you're going to sit in the front seat, how about you don't masturbate next to the driver? According to court records, the driver... Like that should be easy. I don't think it's a big ask. I really like. Don't. I don't think you should masturbate in any Ubers, but not next to the dude <laughs> in the front seat. Right. If you have to, can you sit in back? Five stars. Uh, the driver picked up one Jason Haggerty, 46, around 8.45 on a Saturday night in Tampa, drove him to St. Petersburg, where Haggerty owns a townhome with his husband. Now, while en route, Haggerty displayed and exposed his penis, then proceeded to masturbate the duration of the ride until arriving home. That is a patient Uber driver. The driver told cops that he speaks no English and was unable to tell the defendant to stop, though he did use his phone to record the defendant masturbating. Okay, I'm in Russia. I don't understand a word in Russian. Mm -hmm. But this is what I'm doing in the front of my rideshare. In context, I can understand what he's telling me. You don't have to understand English to assume That they're probably saying, sir, could you not do this here? Yes. The driver said that Haggerty uh, finished his business inside the vehicle, so to speak. But in order to continue working, the driver had to personally clean the seminal fluid from his own vehicle. Mm. An arrest affidavit noticed that there was a third unknown person in the vehicle's backseat who spoke up for the victim at the conclusion of the ride. Police do believe that alcohol played a role in the incident. I hope so. Uh, Haggerty is a licensed nurse practitioner. And he was arrested yesterday for exposure of sexual organs, a misdemeanor. He was booked into the county jail. During a court hearing, a judge ordered Haggerty released from custody on his own recognizance. Uh, the judge directed Haggerty to have no contact with the driver. Additionally, the judge ruled that the defendant shall not use Uber, Lyft, rideshare, or any assisted means of transportation while the case is still pending. And also, if you're going to blame the alcohol on that one, I'm just, I don't even care if it's for one drink. I'm not drinking with you. No. The alcohol does not explain that. It does not explain that. I have never gotten so drunk, I'm like, hang on, let me just knock this out real fast. But you haven't lived, Mike. I guess. Or what kind of alcohol was he drinking? Uh, Here's my question. Now, the guy needs to continue working through the night to meet whatever his financial obligation is for himself. Where do you go and what product do you ask for? I honestly would not know where to start with this. Like, hey, do you guys have anything to clean semen out of my car? Is it 409? Is it Lysol wipes? I mean, what? I mean, I you got to go Lysol, like, just disinfect it. You definitely want to disinfect, but also I want, like, stain removal and all the rest of that. And, and I want as deep of a clean as I can get. I just, I don't know what I'd ask for. I just get new parts, man. Just give me a new dash, new chair. Does that show up on the uh, Carfax? Well, the car was never in an accident, but a stranger seaman was on the front seat. And there was another guy in the back seat. 
who I like. Yes. He spoke up for the victim. It almost sounds like it was a shared ride in that Uber. Right. So he did not know that. Oh, God, like Uber X or whatever it is. You pick well, up another person you, you don't know. Right. Share Uber Share or whatever. Uber right. God. Random, random, random. What you doing up there, buddy? <laughs> you all right? You're like, I can't imagine sitting in the back of an Uber. No, what are you doing? It's always like, a get little, me out of here. It's always a little, you're rolling the dice when you share. You don't know who's going to be in there with you. But what? then, yeah, I, that, I could see you masturbating in the front seat. I'd be like, dude. What did the clown do? Why does he deserve that? Yeah. I, I think I got, I don't know. I don't know. I could not deal with it. I think I'd have leaned over, opened his front door, and pushed his ass out. Yes. I'm like, get out of here. Miles, literally the phone just dropped off. Oh, man. I mean, you would think that he'd be able to... If he's drunk enough to where he's just knocking it out right there in the front seat, you should be able to stop the car and say, all right, dude, this is your stop. Get and he, out. And he's just stupid enough and drunk enough that he just get out. Yeah. Our uh, phones uh, just uh, blinked out. They, they, they literally... They, they have reset, so over. if you're on hold uh, for the random question, question call back 206803, Rob. Uh, someone there said, would you rather someone throw up, masturbate, pee, or crap in your car? Throw up. Probably throw up number one, pee, then poop, then masturbate, only because, look, and, and it's not... Is this from a cleanup perspective? From the cleanup or perspective. Or just from the idea of you knowing what they did. But to me, that's what it comes down to. We're just mentally like, all right, somebody crapped themselves in my car. Obviously, I'm not happy about this. But my assumption, even if they did it on purpose, is they had a bad moment. I just had the misfortune of being there. If they pee in my car, same thing. Throw up, we understand. That's something that just comes right. on. But to okay. masturbate and bring yourself, like, this is a conscious decision well, say this. that this person you, you like, clearly yeah. there's you no respect you, you don't puke all the time and have to clean it up right you don't crap all the time and need to clean that up other than the basic you know yeah yeah, yeah. right but with seminal fluid right i don't recall a whole lot of times where you always don't have to clean that up i mean you clean up a little I mean, but typically that seems more like of a normal thing right but that involves a washing machine whether you're by yourself or with your but you're cleaning you're, yourself up. I know and that. Should you use an article of clothing? Right. You put but, it in the washing machine. But, this is my yeah, car seat. Yeah, I but cannot I pooped, pull this in, up. I pooped in my car seat. The, the question is, what would you rather clean up? And what I'm saying is, urine. I don't know. That's how long not what they said. They said, would you rather someone do these? Look, cleaning up oh, poop but, obviously okay, would right. be last. But based on how I perceive the respect level for me, okay, uh, that's my thing. Like, if you pooped yourself. Look, man, I know, I know you did not want to do that. Mm -hmm. If you peed yourself, I know. Puking, I know. This guy masturbated. You, like, random, you random, wanted to random, do this. Random, random, and you stopped random, when you were done. Random, random, and it's in my car, man. Random, random, That's better. Yeah. Took a load off there. Now I can relax. Take a load for free. <laughs> Hello, Troy. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitches. Hola. Troy, welcome to the program. Ran a question, question. Let's go with this one. Troy, what time would you say you typically uh, end up going to bed? Um, you have a standard bedtime compared to the week. Maybe on the weekends a little bit different, but what time do you typically try to hit the sheets? 11.15. Uh, put the kids down at 8.30, 9 o'clock, and that gives me, you old lady, enough time to watch a show. All right. And what time do you have to get up in the morning? Uh, 5.30. So you, have an early, you have an early wake up time. What time do you need to be at work? 7.30. What do you do for a living? The kids off. I'm a letter carrier. Oh, God. Okay, so really? You yeah, got to start you, that early. You get off at a decent time, right? Or are they? is that is that not the, the truth anymore? Uh, you know, it, it's sort of um, it depends on what schedule, what you're doing, but it's a mixed bag sometimes. How much of your own mail, I truly don't know, do you have to organize as it's getting loaded into the truck? Or is it pre-sorted for you? No, you do all of it. Oh, really? All right. Well, I, the letter, the letter sorted, and but you're doing all the magazines and parcels and 
How long does that take? Like, you get into work, you start going through that. How long does that process take? About an hour and a half. You know, it depends on what time of year, how many routes you're doing, Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with the route. There's a lot of variables. Are there any, like, porn magazines that you know You know for a fact it's a porn magazine, but they always send things, quote-unquote, discreetly? Do you pretty much have a handle on it? Not anymore. They they used to be all over, but I don't know. It slowed down. I used to be able to tell, and... I don't see much well, anymore. I will tell you this. Here's the most <laughs> ironic part, and I've got actually, I, I can show you guys this. Uh, I, my place was occupied for about eight years with about four or five different tenants. All right. And trust me when I say, back to making messes and everything else, you know, I uh, rented uh, the place out to a couple of college kids. I was very apprehensive about this being that uh, the Fremont area, the partying and everything else. When they left and and, and they were done, my place was immaculate. It okay. was immaculate. Then I rented the place to a doctor, his wife, and their small child. When they were done, I went in there to clean the place up, and it looked like a hurricane had blown through my house. So, you know, when you think, like, I got a doctor or whatever on this stuff. Don't think, fall for that, man. Everything's going to be fine. Do not fall for that. But as far as making a mess, man, they they, they, they were the absolute worst. I feel like, <laughs> and this is just this is just how I perceive it. It seems like people that have those types of professions are also the biggest slobs. Yeah. You're doctor, but, lawyer, okay. accountant. You go like, okay, man, they, look, they're going to pay the rent on time and all that crap you want. But I get the feeling they're just the sloppiest yeah. pigs on earth. But these two kids, they, they were they were fun. Like, I could tell. Like, if I ever saw them out, you know, uh, I would get a beer with them at the bar. Yeah. They, they were having a good time. Either way, they weren't kids. They were 20-some years old. I assume um, that when you said it took them yeah, to the college. Yeah, yeah, college. But anyway, so one of them, uh, he said, hey, man, you might be getting some funny mail, you know, after. But just ignore it. We we're all just joking around. So even today, sure. even today, I will go pull it out of the trash can. I'll show you. I have a letter addressed to Richard today. <laughs> so Richard today, <laughs> and there's about three or four different things. Richard come, a day. Richard yeah. a pretty day, good. Uh, they come to my house, and they are addressed <laughs> Richard a day. So I'm just like, all right. Always gives me a good chuckle. That's fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, all fun in, in games. Reason we ask what time you typically go to bed. You may think that people in their 20s don't get a lot of sleep. They're still trying to keep the party life going while slowly uh, acclimating to a more professional life of being awake and alert and ready for work in the morning. Uh, but the Wall Street Journal has an article claiming that the hot new bedtime for 20-something is old people bedtime. What do you think the hot new trend Nine? Nine to ten. Uh, an analyst uh, found that uh, young adults between 18 and 34 went to bed on average at 10.06 p.m. in January, compared with 10.30 last January. Really? The idea is that young people are uh, understanding the link between sleep and health more than previous generations. They're prioritizing sleep time over any fun they're missing out on and late-night activities. Going out isn't as important as it used to be. And they say the pandemic kind of slowed down the party life, so they just got used to being in a certain routine. Uh, They are still going out, though. They talked to several young adults, and they said, Hey, man, we go out. We just go out like at 5 or 6 o'clock. Go out early. Do the happy hour thing. All right. Get dinner. Come Hang home. out with the ARRP uh, folks. Like, like, like uh, Troy's watch a television show or whatever and, uh, and go to bed. Uh, in addition to wanting more sleep, they also say the shift to more remote work, that is also having an impact. And if you have a long commute or hit rush hour traffic, you might not get home until around 7, mm-hmm. which leaves limited time for other stuff like uh, going to the gym, th- cooking your dinner, doing the chores, doing all those things. Now when you're from home, you can start that stuff at 4, 35 o'clock, get it done, eat at a reasonable time. Do you eat as soon as you get home? No. I, it takes me a while to settle down. I try not to, but if my wife is already preparing dinner, you, you just got to go with the fold, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm with Miles. For some reason, I'll go home and 
either if I'm running errands or whatever, but I, I feel like I do something for at least like another hour before I actually like eat. That would be my preference, but again, hey, I already made this. The kids are hungry, so you just kind of go like, all right, fine. Random, yeah, I have random, the right. Do with the family. Damn random, kids. Random, yeah. Random, Hello, Justin. Random, Welcome to the bedroom. Boom. Boom. Justin, welcome to the program. Random question, question. Let's go with this one. Justin, what did you? Uh, what would you say is the coolest memorabilia that you owned or have owned? Something cool from the past there you're holding on to. Uh, I think I've told you guys before about this. So I used to have uh, on like one of those photo booth strips. You I think were- I was like two, two or three years old, and we had. Uh, my dad saw Ken Griffey Jr. in the airport and had that signed. Nice. Oh, that is cool. Okay. I knew somebody who actually had one of those in their basement on the East Coast. That's the actual cool. photo booth with a curtain and everything. Yeah. They had pinball machines, all that. This was a you-don't-leave-this-house-house-house. House, house. All right. Yeah. So they had kids. They had everything, air hockey, pool, you name it, in the basement. Uh, dartboard. He had a bar down there for himself. He had a huge-ass TV. And he had a photo booth. And he was like, you know, he's like, the, the guy that I bought all this used pinball stuff from in arcade yeah. games, he's like, he had one, and he didn't want it, and he had all this extra film, and he's getting rid of it. He's like, I'll give it to you for just a couple hundred bucks, because it's kind of big and bulky. I would too, man. He's like, I just want to get rid of it. He's like, but I have my kids. He's like, they're in there all the time. He's like, some of the best pictures I have of my kids are them in there goofing off. And of course, after you get a few drinks in you, it doesn't matter who's at the party. Right. You cram Everybody as many people in there, in there as you can, yeah. and you take a group photo, and it's funny as hell. So I would take that in a second. Yeah. Stupid, but I would love that. He had a damn booth. Reason we asked the coolest memorabilia he had or uh, owned Jimi Hendrix iconic headband that he wore during seven performances from 1969 and 1970 just hit the auction block. It has a red, white, and a blue design. It's the same one he wore during his performance of Machine Gun on New Year's Day in 1970, which promoter Bill Graham called the most brilliant emotional display of virtuoso electric guitar playing maybe ever. It is expected to get up to $40,000. I bet you it goes for more. The current bid is $14,500. Auction ends on the 24th of February. All right, sure, guys, this is Good of Mine coming up. It's all Super Bowl on our categories. We have the best Super Bowl teams of all times and the best top 10 Super Bowl foods. Plus your emails on the way for the men's room at KISW.com next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.